Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. I can't help it. You made me watch. Why'd you make me watch this? You made me watch something I didn't like. Next time we watch something I like, but I can't believe you made me watch. Welcome to another episode of You Made Me Watch. I'm Mike Bobbitt, hanging out with my lovely wife, recording this on her birthday. It is my birthday. And birthday girl Allison, you made me watch Home for the Holidays. I did. What um what did you think of it? I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. I guess real quick synopsis is it's Holly Hunter. She lives in Chicago. She does like art restoration. Uh and she's getting ready to go home to Baltimore for Thanksgiving. Right before she leaves for the day, she gets fired. And her daughter, who is played by a very young Claire Danes is staying home to go to her boyfriend's Thanksgiving and right as her daughter's dropping her off at the airport she says by the way I'm gonna have sex with my boyfriend yeah (laughs) then she has to go home to her crazy family where uh, she's pretty close with her brother but it doesn't seem like he's coming and her sister is tightly wound yeah to say the least to say the least chaos ensues her brother does end up coming Played by Robert Downey Jr. But yeah, it's it's a lot about um, <laughs> families can be complicated. and Yeah, it's about a very, um, it, it's about a family that doesn't really have a whole lot in common, mm-hmm. even though they're blood related. And there's kind of a line at the end that Holly Hunter has to her sister, her sister played by Cynthia Stevenson, mm-hmm. um, who I most know from like happiness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she just basically says, we're family. We don't have to like each other. Yeah. And and it's true. They don't have to like each other, but they love each other because they're family. Yeah. You're not always going to like your family. Yeah. But you're always going to love. I mean, for the most part, you're always going to love your family. Yeah. Unless there's some serious... <laughs> some serious issues but i mean yeah it was really interesting the parents were played by charles derning and Anne bancroft Mm -hmm. and they were really phenomenal and bancroft is such a glamorous woman and Mm -hmm. she played well was a glamorous woman she was married to mel brooks for a very long time Mm -hmm. and she was not afraid to kind of you know I, I don't want to say ugly it up, but she so in in the movie, 
um, she is all she's very done up, you yeah. know, like when she picks her daughter up from the airport, she's got, you know, the nails and the hair and the coat. Um, but then like as she's getting ready for bed and like she gets up in the middle of the night, you realize she's wearing a wig. Yeah. Like it's all kind of a show. And as the holidays get frazzled, she gets more and more frazzled looking like her hair is hanging down from the wig. And, yeah. And Charles Durning is the dad mm-hmm. and really, really delightful. I, was so glad that I got to see Charles Durning in this type of role because you don't really I I don't really see him playing sort of like the uh, aw shucks kind of dad. He's almost like an yeah. Archie Bunker type. A little bit, yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s character, he's the brother who ends up showing up. Uh, mm-hmm. It turns out that he's gay and he got married to his partner. Yeah. And there's just a really touching scene with yeah. Charles Durning when the... Uh, the partner calls and Charles Durning says, yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, he's like, I mean, he's like, I'm pretty sure I mean this. I'm, I'm yeah. happy for you. Yeah. Uh, and then Geraldine Chaplin, who's Charles Chaplin's daughter, plays yes. Aunt Gladys, <laughs> who is, uh, she was like a Latin professor and she has a uh, touch of dementia. And mm-hmm. she apparently was nothing in real life like her character. Yes. I believe she's actually um, a very serious actress, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this, she's. Really, really flighty. Really flighty, and also in love with her sister's husband, <laughs> Charles Zerning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Steve Gutenberg plays Cynthia Stevenson's husband, husband. And I'm so used to seeing the Goots in like lead roles, like Police Academy stuff, where yeah. he's sort of like the uh, Teflon, yeah, yeah. Lucy Goosey Teflon guy. And it was really nice to see him play kind of a schmuck. Yeah, he was such a douche. Like, he's just, uh, you know, uh, and additionally, tightly wound, just like overly sensitive, I'm right, mm-hmm. kind all the time kind of guy. And yeah, it was good to see him play something a little different. Yeah. Speaking of playing people a little different than how I normally see them, <laughs> uh, David Strathern plays like a local handyman kind yes. of guy who clearly has a crush on Holly Hunter. Yeah. And I expected that to go someplace and it's just kind of a neat little, little let's moment. flesh out this world, which I, I really enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. He's just, a, he's just a sad sack. Who's like, Hey, you really look great. I guess I better go. <laughs> Cause <laughs> my life is terrible. You know, I and was then, like, all right. Dylan McDermott plays the love interest who it isn't sure it isn't clear if he's partners like romantic partners in addition to business partners with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And it turns out that he's not. He's not. He's just actually um, is working for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. um, Who's so young in this. Yeah. And. I mean, they all are. Oh, my God. Him so much. His acting. I really think this is one of the best Robert Downey Jr. performances I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But this was during the height of his drug use yeah. to the point where when it wrapped filming, Jodie Foster arranged for an intervention for him. And it was one of those things where they're like, 
let's just try to get through this movie. Yeah. And then as soon as they wrap, they're like, okay, we need to do something. And Charles Durning, who in real life, like stormed the beaches of Normandy yeah. and everything and has seen a lot of shit, kind of took Robert Downey Jr. under his wing and just said, hey, I don't know what you're trying to heal, but you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. And I just, you know, Jodie Foster, God, she's so fucking professional. Where the way mm-hmm. I, I found an oral history with her about mm-hmm. the making of this movie. And she was so touched because this movie is very personal to her. Yeah. She directs this movie. Yeah, by she the directed way. this. And, you know, this was kind of a, a bit of a flop at the box office. So she ends up not directing again for quite some time yeah. until I, I think it's like 11 years yeah. or something like that. It was a while. Yeah, because 16 years mm. because she did Home for the Holidays in 1995 and then she waited until 2011 to do The Beaver. Yeah. And, you know, this was a. Uh, this was quite uh it was really well done yeah i i think she considers this little man tate and the beaver kind of like a trilogy about her life yeah. you know it's a very d- deeply personal trilogy to her because mm-hmm. little man tate is about like a child prodigy and mm-hmm. she um, was a child actor yeah she was prodigious as she yes. you know would say and or she was considered prodigious and um you know, this is about a dysfunctional family that has a lot of secrets and, you know, uh, let her have her personal life. Yes. And then the beaver is about, you know, just making a comeback, which is is such a good movie. And I know you haven't seen it. So we will. No, I haven't seen it. Um, But I feel like even though I don't like Mel Gibson, that I could tolerate him because even though he's full of hate, at least he hasn't. I don't know. He's not Kevin Spacey, so that's nice. Yeah. Um, He's just an asshole. There's a lot of assholes. This movie was a labor of love, and it obviously shows. It's full of people who are very close to Jodie Foster. Like, it is a family picture for her. Like, there is sort of like a handsome guy in a car at the beginning and he's like on the airplane and that is a a guy named randy stone who was yeah her best friend yeah a casting director and he was her best friend and he died uh very suddenly very young at 48 years old in Mm -hmm. 27 uh in 2007 and she introduced the montage during the uh for the um in memoriam at uh, the Academy Awards. Yeah. and uh, I remember that because she was crying. Yeah. And when he won an Academy Award in 1990, uh, or 1995, like he pointed to her in the audience and said, Jody, I love you. Like they were best friends. Yeah, they were very close. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's a shame that uh, he died because he did and he just had heart failure you know yeah it's just nothing nefarious nothing scandalous he just yeah it was just a freak thing that happens sometimes but what is really interesting is that he is one of the producers of a movie called trevor um yes which spawns the trevor project Mm -hmm. james lasence who plays amy yazbeck's uh 
Oh yeah, her husband, who's like they're they're they went to high school with Holly Hunter, so they roll up on her and they're like, "Oh hey, right? Um, Why are you walking? That's an ugly coat, right? <laughs> are you divorced? <laughs> like just real shitty." Yeah, but yes, the man that plays her husband, right? So James Lascens is actually now Celeste Lascens, okay, who goes by he they pronouns, okay. And he's a uh, he's an actor, author, screenwriter, and uh, LGBTQ plus rights activist. Yes, he wrote the sh- the Trevor short movie, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, he is one of the founders of the Trevor Project, along with uh, Peggy. I, oh, it's such a there's a J in there, and I'm like, I know yeah, it's not going like, to be the J sound. It's like you... Peggy. Radsky, and I know that that's nowhere near. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those names where you're like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Do you pronounce it? Do you not pronounce it? If you do pronounce it, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's one of the producers of Home for the Holidays. So mm-hmm. the three of them basically formed the Trevor Project, mm-hmm. which, if you're not familiar, it is a nonprofit that helps youth and others who are part of the lgbtq plus community with suicide suicide prevention prevention, which is very important especially around this time of year Um, absolutely so yeah i i think it's really neat that three people the three people who founded the trevor project mm -hmm. are all in this movie yeah i think it's really great because that's the other thing about this movie that even you know in 1995 when i saw this the first time you know, I was 13 and there was still very much, at least at that time and probably still quite a bit now, a lot of um, just like who, you know, how could you be gay, you know, mm-hmm. kind of feelings. But you can see that on the whole, Robert Downey Jr.'s family is uh, <laughs> they don't not love their son. Right. You know, they don't not love their brother because of who he is. Um, So it was, I think, for the time specifically, pretty progressive in that part. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, Holly Hunter is, you know, incredibly loving and supportive of her brother. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, she she is not the problem. It's the other sister Mm -hmm. who is furious that her brother got married because she has friends in Boston and they know that her brother married a man and. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely of its time where mm-hmm. it's so odd to think that, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's in my adult life that the world was like that. Yeah. And I know largely the world still is It is like still, that. unfortunately. I'm, I consider myself lucky that the circle of friends that I have, our world is not like that at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you kind of close out people who... I personally, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm kind of like the type, the type who's like, if that's how you really feel about people, like that you are offended by who they love, then fuck you. <laughs> I yeah. don't. Well, it, it's like the a, a conversation I have very often with one of our coworkers, where mm-hmm. he's like, well, I don't know why people keep telling me that I have to like this and I have to like that, and I'm like. Dude, you actually don't have to like any of that. And no. no one's telling you that you have to like any of that. But what you do have to accept is that that is the way it is. Yeah. 
And, you know, you don't have to be happy about it. No. I accept the fact that people are allowed to own handguns and assault rifles. I don't like it, but no. I accept it. I accept that that's how it is here. But yeah, I mean, I don't like it either. I don't want guns in our house ever. Yeah. But that's that's my feeling, and that's not everyone's feeling. His argument with that was like, it's not the same thing. It fucking is. And I'm, like, and I'm like, yeah, because if someone prefers to be called they, them, you don't run the risk of being killed. So yeah. fuck you. You're right. Exactly. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. So yeah, I can get along with people that have opposing views yeah. that I have, but they aren't going to be the people that I choose to have close to me. And yeah. luckily, I have a lot of friends who feel largely the same way that I do. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's cool. Speaking of uh, other people who uh, united on this, I didn't even put this together as trivia. We actually heard a song from the Muppet movie soundtrack on uh, our way home from me taking you out on your birthday date. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was from the Muppet movie, Moving Right Along. And it reminded me, Charles Durning and... Austin Pendleton from Home for the Holidays are both in the Muppet movie. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, Charles Durning plays Doc Hopper and yeah. uh, Austin Pendleton plays Max, his assistant who kind of has the change of heart and doesn't really want to get Kermit's frog legs. Yeah. yeah, Austin Pendleton has a pretty small part in this movie. He's um, Holly Hunter's boss who has to fire her in the very beginning of the movie. Um, but he's so sweet in, in this. He's like, I'm so sorry. We lost 90% of our funding. Yeah. He, he was on Gilbert Gottfried's podcast and his episode's a really good one, too. I believe it. He seems like he probably has a lot of stories. Yeah. And one of those people who uh, is very professional, but also is down with dishing. A bit. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to say that they're wrong. I'm going to let you be the judge. <laughs> I remember when we watched this, I remember afterwards us kind of looking at each other and we were like, well, I guess I'm glad that it's never been that crazy. Like we've never had full on family fights <laughs> right. at, at any of our holidays. But I mean, I think it's also, you know, the holidays are very complicated for some people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's not always easy breezy. I, I can't say that I recall any time that anybody got mad or stormed out or anything like that at any of my family gatherings. But, you know, who's to say that that happened and I just didn't notice? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, nothing in within my memory is like that. But I do know that there people argue over stuff because even though you're not supposed to talk about certain things, people still want to talk about them. And, you know, also... When it comes to family, I don't know. Sometimes you feel closer to your friends than your family or, you know, everybody's relationships are different. And I think that it was nice to see a movie that um, was kind of honest about how relationships can be complicated. Yeah. It's the thing that I really like when you see that people keep working with each other again because it kind of makes me feel like, oh, these people are probably decent people. So... Yeah. Anne Bancroft and Claire Danes were also in How to Make an American Quilt together. Oh, yeah. Charles Durning and Anne Bancroft were in To Be or Not to Be together. Uh -huh. Steve Gutenberg and Austin Pendleton had, were both in Short Circuit. Uh huh. And Anne Bancroft and Charles Durning were also in the Hindenburg movie. Oh, wow. This they must have just had great chemistry. 
I mean, they had great chemistry in this movie. They were so lovely. Mm-hmm. So Charles Durning plays, um, you know, he's the dad, but he also is a retired pilot. Yeah. And one of the things that he says to Holly Hunter is, you know, you were always so fearless. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of a way to just be like, listen, the way that you live your life isn't wrong. I kind of felt like that was the conversation they were having. Yeah. You know, because she's a single mom. She lives in Chicago. She's not doing anything incredibly traditionally the way that her sister is. And that's fine. And I think that that's kind of what her dad is saying to her, you know, that uh, they had gone to see this brand new plane either take off or land. Mm. And he was holding her and she was just so excited. But like her brother and sister were like clinging to their dad's legs, like kind of hiding their faces. They were terrified. But she was just like face to the wind, so excited. And he knows that she is she's the risk taker. Yeah. You know, Benji has a book that I absolutely love about a little blue train and it's about being on the track of life. Yes. And there are a couple pages that talk about looking in the sky and, you know, don't be jealous of the planes because they can fly Mm -hmm. because maybe the planes are looking at you like, oh, man, you know, I wish I wish I had that power that you have to ride those rails or and don't look at the freedom of cars and wish that you could be a car because the cars might be looking at you just like you know look Mm -hmm. at you know like and i think that's sort of like a good analogy for the three kids in this movie they're all completely different and i think they feel as though the others resent them because they live a life different than theirs and I, i think that's the flip side of don't be jealous of these things that are things that you're not Mm -hmm. but also don't automatically think that they're resentful of you because you're something else so yeah and I think that's a really good message too like so the book that you're talking about my um so my aunt Nancy was a reading recovery teacher for 40 50 years and she actually periodically sends Benji a bunch of books because she's (laughs) got so many and that was one of the ones that she sent him and I was so happy how much he loves it and that he really enjoys being read to and looking at books and reading books so yeah it, it, I <laughs> I arranged for you to have a uh, ladies night yes you did on Friday and uh, I got everyone out of the house so you could have some alone time here with your friends but eventually Benji got tired so I had to bring him home and put him to bed and I was reading him green eggs and ham and when I came yes. downstairs you were talking about our friend Catherine was having a hard time paying attention to what you guys were yeah. saying because of the intense reading that I was doing yes of. she was like oh my god he's so animated he's so like you can hear all the characters I'm like yeah that's how he reads to him he's <laughs> there like are the only best. two in green eggs and ham I know but she was just like he's doing such a great job well, they have to have distinct voices. I mean, you do a better job than I do. Yeah, I know. Mine all sound the same. Sometimes I'll have one or two that sound different, but it's <laughs> variations of and me 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 me. What noise was that that I just made? That I don't was know. A... that used to be muffins. <laughs> <laughs> I just I made it squirrel. again. Me, oh. me, 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 me. <laughs> Well, that's my bratty that's my bratty voice. Well, this was a really nice holiday movie and there really aren't that many Thanksgiving movies. There are no. movies that maybe 
take place around Thanksgiving, but this is a movie specifically about Thanksgiving. Yes. And I really enjoyed it quite a bit. And I really enjoyed finding the interview with Jodie Foster where she just talks about this movie for quite some time. And it is a labor of love. It shows quite a bit. It is a very personal movie. It's not going to be for everyone. There is no villain in the movie, no, it is really. just a, a character piece. Mm-hmm. You know, there are moments where you feel trapped with this family, just like the family probably f- felt trapped with each other. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, it's a lovely, lovely movie. Yeah, it's pretty heartwarming. If you would like to watch it, I think we purchased it on Amazon. Yep. Yes. So it is available to rent on Amazon or Apple TV. Um, but if you have a direct TV subscription, it's available there for free. And I definitely recommend it. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Right. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. I love you. I love you too. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm 40 now. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> so hurtful. I know. It's hurtful that you'd have the gall to turn 40 on me. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to keep lying about my age? or No, I'll keep lying about your age on stage. Cool. You'll say I'm 30. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> You've been 30 in my act for 10 years. Ew. <laughs> so gross. <sighs> it was cool at first, and then it just got like, oh, okay, well, and then it became gross. Yeah, yeah. If I'm 30 and you're 50, that's that's like Dane Cook level. No, I'm not Dane Cook. You didn't get scary plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. All right. All right. Until next week when you find out what I'm going to make you watch, mm-hmm. a holiday movie. Oh, well, well. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.